This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Let's get started, and I'm, I want to give you just kind of a little, a, a little midweek, first Wednesday of the month, first Wednesday of the year uh, message, and this is kind of a New Year sermon, so get ready. Everything I say tonight for the next few minutes, I want you to think about it, hear it, and consider it through the filter of what your 2019 is going to be like, okay? So we're thinking New Year's. This is not resolutions. These are not goals. These are not dreams. This is the word of the Lord for, for 2019. This is, this is what we want to do. And, and my, my subtopic tonight, or my topic rather, uh, not, not just New Year's, but my topic, my title is Go Make It Happen. Everybody say, go, make it happen. Someone said it this way that there's these type of people. There's those that make it happen. There's those that sit back and watch things happen. And then there are those that sit back and ask, what in the world just happened? And I want to be the kind that is proactive, not to sit back and watch what happens. I don't want to be the kind of person that sits back and says, what in the world was that? I want to partner with God in making, making it happen. Can I get an amen? We want to be people that make it happen because the future is shaped. It is formed by the men and the women and the students that actually go out And they make the future come to reality. They make things happen. To the scriptures we go in the book of Acts chapter number 12. Acts chapter number 12 verses 1 through 11. In Acts chapter number 12. We have a a very peculiar piece of scripture. Because a, a particular ruler by the name of Herod is, man he's running hot. He's determined to to take the lives of believers, and he, and he takes the life of James, the brother of John. And then the next thing you know, he realized by taking the life of James, his popularity actually spiked. He had, you know, his CNN popularity reviews came back, and they were higher than ever. His likability factor increased. So he thought, if that happened by taking James's life, then what in the world could happen if I took the life of Peter? So he scheduled to take the life of Peter, and sure enough, he, he, he makes plans to take the life of Peter just to realize that the week that he chose to take his life was the Passover. And he knew there's no way that I could take Peter's life during Passover that is just going to set me up for political uh, suicide, if you will. I would, I would just write my name out of the office if I take uh, Peter's life during, during Passover. Well, what this meant was as he, as he kind of pulled the reins back and he stopped with the plan, it gave the church time to pray. And the first thing I want us to know going into 2019, prayer works. Prayer changes things. 
and we're going into a new year, and we have this wonderful opportunity to pray more this year than we did last year because it's a whole new start. And prayer works, everybody. So we're going to be a church that prays. This upcoming Sunday, January the 6th, we'll start our 21 days of prayer. As so many churches around the country do, we take the winter time starting in January, and then we take 21 days, uh, I almost said the fall, but it's in the month of August. We don't even have a fall in Texas, do we? Our, our fall in Texas is like right now. This is fall for us. But we're going to take 21 days in January, starting this Sunday for the following 21 days. And, and as we always do, we'll be taking these 21 days of seeking God, praying. And on Sunday, when you normally would have your worship guide given to you Sunday, in place of a worship guide this Sunday, you're going to have your, your 2019 prayer journals. Your 2019 prayer journals are going to be handed to you. Sunday. So get ready. We're going to be able to practice what they did in the book of Acts and take our needs to the Lord in prayer. Everybody say prayer. So the church was praying. And while the church was praying, Herod was planning on taking Peter's life. But the Lord was moved by the prayers of the church and an angel appeared in the prison cell that was keeping Peter from his freedom. And Peter was there locked in his chains. The angel of the Lord appeared upon Peter. And these are the words that the angel spoke, which will be the the bulk of this sermon. The angel said, wake up, put your clothes on, get dressed. Put your shoes on and walk out. The angel of the Lord appeared unto Peter in prison and said, Wake up, get dressed, put your shoes on, and walk out of this prison. And Peter literally followed, he obeyed the commandment of the Lord and had no idea what was happening, Chloe. But every step of the way, literally navigated through a prison three layers deep into the streets where he found freedom. Here's the point. The angel of the Lord could have pulled one of those little magic wands out could have blown some little magic dust, could have done a lot of things right and, and, and just did everything for him, but the angel did not do all of that. The spirit of the Lord through that angelic being spoke the words, wake up, get your shoes on, get your clothes on, and walk out. There's some things going into 2019 that you need to get under you need to understand there's some things that the Lord is going to ask you to do the Lord's going to ask you to do some things in order to find your freedom if you're going to have the 2019 that that you're going to have in God it's going to require you being obedient to the commandments of God And the Lord's going to ask you to do some things this year.
if you're fair with me, if you're honest with me, there's a lot of things that we want God to do that God's asking us to do. And there's a lot of things that, that, that we're not doing because we want God to do them for us. And at the end of the day, if you're going to have the freedom in 2019, and if you're going to make some things happen for you and your family, if you're going to get freed up in your mind, if you're going to get freed up in your finances, if you're going to get freed up from some issues and some hang-ups, then you're going to have to partner with God, be obedient to the word of the Lord, and you're going to have to wake up. You're going to have to get your shoes on. You're going to have to get yourself dressed. And the secret is you're going to have to walk out. You're going to have to walk out of the prison that life has you stuck in. You're going to have to walk out of the year of 2018 into a brand new start in the year of 2019 And then when you take those type of steps of faith, God will do what you can't do, and that is the supernatural, because you can't forget. Peter had chains around his hands, chains around his feet. He was literally in the third degree of the prison. Reading the account, you will see that he went through three stages, the inner guts of the prison cell, but yet that wasn't his doings. That was the Lord's doings. The Lord brought him out, but what activated it was his steps of faith by waking up, putting his shoes on, getting himself dressed, and walking out. Just a few examples in Scripture of this. Jesus will turn your water into wine, but you better have the water pots to offer him the water. Jesus will feed the 5,000. But you better have the fish and the bread to give him before he can multiply it. Jesus will come into the graveyard where Lazarus is, but it's going to be us that rolls back the stone and takes the grave's clothes off of Lazarus. He will tell you which side of the boat to cast your nets, but you will have to be you that casts the nets on the other side of the boat. Everyone say, go, make it happen. What is the go? The go is the obedience. What's to make it happen? The collision of your obedience in his supernatural abilities. The gospel is the gospel, but it starts with the letters G-O. Before the gospel can be be reached around the world, someone's got to be in the going position. Faith is always active. Faith is always, it's always Put into action. The Bible tells us that faith without works, faith without any activity, faith without any action, faith without steps that are progressive, faith without works is dead. So ladies and gentlemen, if you find yourself coming out of 2018 and you feel like you've been stuck in a prison, you've been stuck in the prison of your mind, of your your sin issues, of your hang-ups, if you've been stuck in whatever it is that feel that you feel you've been that you've been uh, been stuck in, if you will get it in your heart that you're going to go make it happen, if you'll put the go into it, if you'll put the faith into it, God will bring you out of that prison. Can somebody say Amen? Can we clap our hands on this cold? Does that hurt your hands? Is a little cold? Yeah. Every hand I was shaking tonight felt like ice. I don't know if you can even clap. It's so cold out there. 
But this is how we make it happen. We go make it happen. We, we flip the switch between being hearers of the word to being doers of the word. We flip the switch from sitting back and thinking things are, gonna, things are just going to fall in our lap to going out and making things happen. And we do it by faith. A few key points for our local church real quick before I come to my closing point. We don't need to pray for revival. <laughs> I fits in a, maybe some of you will get a little, maybe you'll wake up when you hear that statement. We don't need to pray for revival. We need to go win souls. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Because that, that went over like me singing alto. We don't need to pray for revival. The we need to go win souls. How do I know that? Because the Bible says the harvest fields are white. They're ready for harvest. The harvest is not the issue. The laborers are few. What are you praying for this year, Pastor? I'm praying that, by God, we have revival. Well, we don't need to pray for revival. We need to go make revival happen by spreading the love of God to anyone and everyone that we're doing life with. For our local church, here's a good one. We don't need all the staff in the room and all the lead volunteers in the room. Here's our, here's our little preaching point for the night. We don't need to pray for a larger volunteer base. And all of our staff's like, oh, yes, we do. We intercede. Oh, yeah, but we, 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 we take that to the Lord in spiritual prayer. What we need to do is just... The church needs to add to the volunteer base. It's not the lack of volunteers. It's the lack of volunteering. Are you catching it? Y'all are like, I knew we shouldn't have come tonight. I told you we could have been at the house in that onesie you bought me for Christmas. And with the fire on, and we could have been something. The hot chocolate's still good from Sunday. I know it's still good. We should have just stayed home. We're praying for a bigger volunteer, bigger volunteer base. The volunteer base is big enough. It's just not enough volunteering. So how do we make it happen? We're going to have to go make it happen in 2019. Y'all ready for this? Watch this. The Bible gives us an incredible example. Stay with me here before we dismiss. The Bible gives us an incredible example of someone that was not willing to sit back and expect something good to happen. Rather, he took it upon himself to make it happen. There's a little hidden gem in the book of Judges chapter 3. In the year 2016, I spoke about this gentleman on a Wednesday series for four weeks. This man's name was Shamgar. Some of you might be familiar with him. Maybe you've named your second kid Shamgar. But the Bible says that as the children of God were making their way out of Egypt and to the place called Canaan, which is the promised land, the Bible tells us there that Joshua led them as, as far as he could into Canaan 
They defeated the Canaanites. They were living in their place of victory. And this is a whole nother sermon for a whole nother night. But all the parents, listen up real quick. Can I get a little bit more monitor, please? All the parents, listen to me. Because of the lack of participation in the family unit, the children that were born in the promised land lost their fire and zeal to live in the place of promise and they stopped subduing their enemies. They just knew that, that granddaddy, he, he beat his enemy, dad won his enemy, and, and I doubt that I'll ever have to worry about an enemy. And, and they stopped making it happen. And because of that, the environment shifted, and there was a full generation born under foreign captivity, even in the promised land that they were should have that, that they should have been living in freedom. And they started hiding in caves. They wouldn't go out at night. Sounds like some of those weird shows y'all been watching. They wouldn't come out at night. They were hiding in caves. They were terrified because they just knew that their lives would be taken. But there was this one cat named Shamgar that was not happy with how things had, had developed. And the Bible tells his story before I pray over you. The Bible says that Shamgar was in his own field, minding his own business. And the Philistines, the enemy of the day, 600 Philistines saw him down there in his own field, Colt Smith, and they said, let's go make an example to all the eyes that are hiding out in these caves and everyone that's hiding out in these mountains and under these rocks. When they see what we're about to do to that man down there, we'll always have them stay uh, living in terror and they'll never be free again. And there was that one man named Shamgar that just decided to go and make it happen. And he reached down and he grabbed a cattle prod. The Bible calls it an ox goad. He grabbed a cattle prod, a basic stick. Some of you in this room know what I'm talking about, just a cattle prod. Something that just kind of just nudges a cow and, and, and corrals a cow. And, and it's not the electric kind that we got today. It's just a little cattle prod, a little stick. And the Bible says Shamgar took an ox goad and he whipped 600 Philistines. Warm out, and it initiated a rising up of confidence and victory. To every single one of you in this room going into 2019, what do you have that you can offer to God? What do you have to offer to him in 2019? What are you willing to sacrifice for him in 2019? Because I can tell you right now, it's going to have to be a place of obedience and sacrifice, a place of faith, a place of stepping out, of, of waking up, getting your shoes on, getting your clothes on, and walking out and walking into a whole new year. I want you to stand with me tonight. I want to stretch you here in this New Year's, in this New Year's uh, Wednesday night message. I want you to do something for me. Right where you are, I'm fixing to pray over you. But I'm fixing to give you something, an opportunity, man. This Money can't buy what I'm about to do for you. Right where you are, I want you to close your eyes. 
And there's no way to get this wrong. There's no way to fail this test. And unfortunately, there's no way to show anyone else what you've done. This is a moment with you and God. Every single one of you in the room, I want you right now to start seeing. Let your imagination be stretched and I want you to see what you've been dreaming and praying for for 2019. I want you to get it in your mind. Is it time to move from renting to buying a home? Is it time to is it time to own your own business? Is it, is it time to finish the college degree? What are you seeing in your faith, in your faith's image, in your mind? Is it time to get out of debt? Is it time to once and for all be done with that addiction? Is it time to have forgiveness extended to a family member? Is it time that you offer forgiveness to someone even in this room? Come on, everybody participate with this. No matter your age, I want you to just think about this year. What do you need this year to be? What is it that you can pull up in your faith's eye? Is it your marriage going to be better? What's going to happen this year? What do you want to happen this year? Get it in your mind. And now I want you to come into agreement with this prayer. Father, everything that we're seeing in our faith, pop psychology would say it's just a positive thought, but Lord, we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're gonna go make that happen. It's not just gonna be a positive thought. We're gonna follow up this thought by putting our faith into action. And in the name of Jesus, we're gonna see what steps we're gonna have to take to reach that finish line we're not going to expect it just to happen it's not just going to happen nothing nothing good ever just happens no Lord we're going to partner with you and we're going to let you shine brightly doing what we can't do but Lord for your glory we're going to shine brightly doing what we can do and if we'll just meet you there in the middle that's real faith willing to take some steps proactive pro-faith steps in the direction of the promised land and we're going to be willing to whip and tackle any enemy on the way the enemy of doubt and fear the enemy Lord of, of questions the enemy Lord of, of wanting to give up and quit we're going to tackle that we're just going to keep pressing until we reach the vision that's in our faith right now. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I close this first Wednesday of this year out with this simple prayer. Give us the courage to pray big prayers. Give us the faith to go the distance. Let this church, Lord, reach milestones this year. Not because of just what you've done, but because of what we've done as a team. We and you. You do what we can, and we'll do what we can. And we'll experience the miracles. 
I pray this blessing upon each and every one of us. And I pray it in Jesus' name. And let everybody on this Wednesday night shout amen. Can we clap our hands to the Lord if you receive the word of God?